Hello and welcome to Together, a Brighton and Over Albion podcast. This is episode 21. Um, I am recording shortly after the Bournemouth game. Um, with the games coming thick and fast, uh, I'm not going to be able to spend as much time looking at the stats and all that fun stuff. So what I'll be doing uh, over the new year and the Christmas period is uh, I'm going to be conducting a kind of five top stories of the week uh, method in the way I do the podcast um so we'll have five topics i want to discuss most of them will probably be from the game we've just played um we'll talk about it we'll talk about the the fallout on twitter we'll talk about the ideas and we'll talk about uh our thoughts on it um first things first however um this episode is going to be more centered around an interview that i took place with uh thursday thursday evening i think it was um I have managed to snag uh, a pretty good one. This was, uh, I think it's up to around 27,000 views now on Twitter. Um, An American Brighton fan um, playing quite an interesting song. (laughs) Um, If you haven't seen it yet, I will make sure I retweet it again with this podcast episode. Um, He made a song dedicated to his future girlfriend uh within sussex it went viral um that there aren't many brighton fans that probably haven't seen it if they're on social media and i've grabbed him for an interview uh on this very podcast so without further ado i will roll into that one um and then after that we'll discuss the bournemouth game and we'll be done so here we go enjoy Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you have been quite the hot commodity uh, in the Albion community over the last week. Um, and we will get to that. But first things first, let's talk football. Um, how are you feeling so far this season in regards to uh, the Albion? Honestly, man, uh, I think they're doing pretty good. It's great to see them uh, so close in terms of points with teams like Manchester United. Even if it's not their best season, it's great how we are you know, uh, so close to the, to the top 10, I think it's really great considering people don't, people forget sometimes that this team almost didn't exist. So to see us in the top flight, to see us above, you know, the relegation zone in a comfortable spot when we're already a few months into the season, I'm pretty confident. I would be happy to see us finish in the top 10, but obviously, uh, anything but relegation, I I will be more than happy with, you know, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Top 10 would be uh, would be absolutely unreal. And yeah, like you said, just staying up has got to be the goal for now. Um, and it's interesting because you obviously know a lot of the history already uh, just by saying, you know, like we were so close to not even being here. And I've spoken to a couple of different American fans and it's always super interesting to uh, find out how you became an Albion fan. So do you want to talk us through your origin story, so to speak? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're going to love this one. I promise you, man. Um, so just to give you a little backstory, as an American, I didn't really feel a special connection to any EPL team for a while. There was Everton just because of Tim Howard. But when he left the team, I started dating this girl who was a Crystal Palace fan. So when I started dating her, she was very, I wanted to support her team because that's what a good boyfriend does. You know, you support your girlfriend, but she was very unwelcome. She was always (laughs) like, go get your own team. Palace is my team. I don't want you supporting them. So this year 
she broke up with me right before the 2018-19 EPL season started. And I thought to myself, well, I can't support my ex-girlfriend's team that she never wanted me to support. So who hates Palace more than anyone else? And the rest is history. I joined a Facebook group to explain to some Brighton fans my situation. I did some research on what the team was about, and I fell in love with the history of how they almost didn't exist, how they suffered liquidation, uh, the owner selling the stadium, and they were homeless, which also reminds me of my local club, New York City FC. We play at a baseball stadium right now. But anyway, I really fell in love with the story of how far Brighton had come to make it to the top flight that, you know, uh, I... Although I did become a fan for petty reasons, my heart is in it because of the history and the way that the fans have really kept the team alive. And it's an honor to be a part of this phenomenal uh, organization that, you know, many people don't know about. So I'm happy to spread the word. Mate, that's awesome. That's so good. You may just say it was petty, but there's nothing better than fueling love on pure spite and revenge <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> and, and you know i i uh i use my evil for good instead of for evil if you know that makes sense <laughs> yeah absolutely rather blue and white than palace uh lord i'm surprised you stayed with her for any time at all um <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to the 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 thing that has everybody talking um and clearly it is quite a lot of people talking because you're your video right now is almost at the same capacity as the Amex is at full, uh, <laughs> full, full check. So let's talk about the, the song that you made. What made you write it? What made you record it? What made you, how big are your balls to post that online? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, all right, man. Um, honestly, I've posted a lot of stuff on the internet before, some that has gone viral for the wrong reasons, some that uh, nothing has ever gone viral for the right reasons. So this is the first time in my life that I wake up to some to you know something good coming out of something I posted. So that's a really good feeling right in itself. Um honestly man, I uh ever since I've became a Brighton fan, I've told people like, yo, what if my future wife is somewhere out there in Brighton and she doesn't know it? I mean, it just seems a little too coincidental that, you know, I end up becoming a Brighton fan and it's one of the most obscure, you know, small teams in the world that, that Americans don't know about. So I just thought to myself, like, there's no way that some girl in Brighton isn't crazy about the fact that a New Yorker is a fan of her team. Either way, I never, ever thought this video was going to get more than, like, a hundred views, maybe two or three likes, because nothing I ever post really, you know, gets that big. I only had like a hundred followers before the video was posted, and now I have two hundred. So it's been a mind-blowing, unreal experience. The fact that people have reached out to me to want to do an interview about a song that was honestly posted as a joke. I mean, honestly, man, it's uh, I'm I'm speechless, and I'm so uh, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of support that people from Brighton have shown me. Uh, I also love the banter that I've received from like Palace fans and even my our own Brighton people who don't like the song. It's it's been really funny just seeing how how, you know, the world is reacting to an American from New York supporting Brighton. It's it's really great. You know, yeah, it is. It's fantastic to watch it all play out. It was it was so unexpected. Uh, I woke up on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever it was. and Someone had linked it in one of my WhatsApp chats and I was like, what is this? And as I was listening to it, I was like, I was like, I need to speak to this dude. I just need to speak to him. And I guess you've had the Argus reach out. You've had uh, a radio in Sussex reach out too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was 
it was a newspaper. Someone who worked for BBC also reached out. And then on um, more radio, Sussex Radio, I've, they've also reached out to me. And again, my man, you, you got to remember, I live on another continent. I'm across the sea. I never thought that. Who would have thought that an American was going to impact a football community in England? You know what I'm saying? Like that in yeah, itself. No, I do. I get you. <laughs> it was it was it's it was incredible to watch it all unfold and i mean it's still unfolding right so it's just it was it was great it cracked me up um so talking about the fact that you know you're a new yorker uh you started supporting the albion what are the odds of this kind of going viral do you want to tell us a little bit about the whole uh new york seagulls because i believe you also do you also run that account at ny seagulls yeah i do um i as I stated previously, you know, I, I became a Brighton fan out of spite, out of pettiness. And I knew <laughs> that, that I wanted to help this great community who were, who, you know, honestly, a lot of Brighton fans were there for me during a rough time of my life. You know, breakups are rough. I will admit it. And a lot of Brighton fans were just there to, you know, support me in terms of like, hey, like you're, you're with family now. You're with the Brighton family. Forget that woman. And I wanted to give something back to the community. So before there was just one bar in New York City that showed all the uh, all the Brighton games, because as you know, it's not that easy to catch uh, a Brighton match on American television. Uh, maybe you don't know that, but yeah, either way, there's only one bar in all of New York City. It's called Legends um, Football Factory, actually, which is located in Legends. And yeah, I decided, you know, this they don't have a an official supporters group. There's like all these different supporters groups there that come to the bar to support their team. But there was never like, you know, like any, anything official. It was just random Brighton people scattered throughout the bar. And I told them like, Hey, like we got to come together. We are the NY seagulls. You know, we got to look out for each other. And there's usually a lot of uh, people visiting from vacation from Sussex who join us at the bar. And then they're like, what are you doing with an American accent supporting Brighton? So that's always a funny story, but uh, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to give something back to this great community. I think that's really cool. And uh, I'm glad you shouted out the bar for any uh, for any English Albion fans listening. They know where to go if they ever find themselves in New York. <laughs> they uh, they at least know they've got somewhere to go and watch the Albion. I've uh, I've lived in Charlotte, North Carolina now for three years. So I definitely appreciate how tough it is. Um, I came over in the last championship season where we were barely ever on being sports so i definitely can uh, empathize with how tough it is thank god for nbc sports gold pass that's all i'm saying yeah man that's the only bar in new york city that shows these games <laughs> <laughs> that's so good though that they have somebody for that um so on to back to the video let's just go for it let's see if we can get uh, together a brighton and over albion podcast tinder game um to the albion supporting ladies out there and i'm sure there's some of them uh my sister may even be listening um, why should they be filing visa proposals for you uh i know it takes a little while to get it done but get me give me your biggest sales pitch for the ladies uh well all right first off if, if there are any ladies listening to this who saw that video i you need to know that it was a joke i really never thought that this was gonna blow up Oh, I would have taken a lot more time into making some more meaningful lyrics. But uh, listen, I, I don't know if you ladies have ever been to New York City. It's a pretty cool city. It's, there's a lot to do. It's the land of opportunity. And uh, it, it's, it's really great when you actually go to this bar 
and you see how many fans there are of other teams and you know that you are the minority, that we are the Brighton fans, it really gives us such a family environment that, who knows? Yeah, I'm not going to say you might like it more than you like going to the Amex, but you don't. You, you can't knock something till you try, you know? <laughs> 100%. You're killing me, mate. I love it. Um, so if they want to get in touch with you, uh, would, they, would you rather them get in touch with you on your personal Twitter account or the NYC Eagles Twitter account? Oh, man. If there's really a girl that interested in me, whichever, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take what's coming. Um, oh, let's yeah, get, right. <laughs> my, let's my get back on the Premier League. Oh, I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Go on. Your type is? Yeah, my type is anything that's into me. Gotcha. That well, that is helpful. Um, so there's, <laughs> let's hope there's some check marks going around. Um, Sounds good. Talking, uh, talking Premier League. Uh, who, who have you got earmarked? As you said, we're we're sitting in a real pretty position right now. Um, who do you think might be the the unlucky three to seal that relegation spot? Oh, Palace. Uh, I, I really, really, Palace has to get relegated. That's that's for sure. Um, good answer. <laughs> and then. It's it's kind of it's been it's been funny because at one point Newcastle they were looking pretty shabby and now Fulham's looking like they're going down. So um, I'll go with you know Palace, Fulham, Newcastle. I think that's uh, that's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's not a yeah that's not a bad shout. Uh, I've I wouldn't I wouldn't really argue too much with that. Burnley may well be in there too in my thoughts, but I think you I think you're going along the right path. Um, and who do you think is going to win it? Win it all. Brighton, I, I, I will never say any other team except Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that finishes my other question of how do you see us doing in the Premier League this season? You expect a uh, an unbelievable <laughs> turnaround and a win. Oh, yeah. When I said we were finishing in the top 10, I meant we're going to finish first place. <laughs> <laughs> top stuff. Fair play to you. Um, well, thank you again for coming on. Um, and what's the, uh, what's the app? What's the Twitter handle you have for New York Seagulls? Um, I, I I don't really use Twitter, so I wanted to make it NY Seagulls, but it came out Goals NYC. So that's our Twitter, Goals okay. NYC. <laughs> and they, is there a better place to find you then? Facebook, Instagram? Um, no, the only better place then you'll find us on Twitter is at Legends Football Factory. It's located down the block from the Empire State Building in Manhattan, so it's a really... You know, it's a really beautiful part of Manhattan, and I'm telling you, it's a great bar. Like anyone who who goes, whether you are a New York native or you are visiting from somewhere else, you're gonna love the bar. Nice one. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you I, for having I, me. Hope, you know what? If you if you whip out another single, let's have you back. Let's uh, let's let's <laughs> blossom this music career as well as uh, your fandom. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'm actually planning a trip to Brighton uh, sometime in February. So, yeah. Nice one. Well, maybe we can get you back on after that and you can give us a rundown of how your experience was, uh, both as a football fan and a single man. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> phenomenal, man. I look forward right. to it. Perfect, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, man. Have a good uh, one. All right. You too. Have a good rest of your day. All right, big thank you to Andy for that interview. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. Um, I'm sure you can agree he's quite a character, and uh, I'm sure it's probably not the last we've heard of him and uh, his internet fame. Uh, I th- for me, I thought the song was hilarious. Um, 
it was quite obnoxious in the fact that I actually had it in my head for about three hours um, on Thursday afternoon prior to talking to him when I was listening to it again. Um, but other than that, it was funny. It was good. Um, and a reminder to, you know, follow him at GoalsNYC. Um, and he also gave a great piece of advice for any Albion fans visiting New York. Um, Legends Bar seems to be the one to go to for us if we want to watch the Albion with uh, with friends. So if you're in, in town in Manhattan at any point, you're at least uh, aware of a place to go there where uh, the blue and white is where where it is. So let's move on to the uh, top five stories of the week. Uh decided by yours truly um again this is for the purpose of really not um overloading you with stuff considering i'm going to be putting out probably two podcasts a week um with a game on tuesday and a game coming up on the following saturday and another game on new year's and then you know we can finally start to die down um for the purpose of that, I don't want to kind of overload us with a lot of stuff. So my top five stories of the week. Um, story number five we'll start with, and that was the new lineup. Um, if anybody can hear that, that is uh, Lulu, my pug, who cannot seem to keep her mouth shut when I am recording. All right. Anyway, back onto the thing. Uh, story number five was the new lineup that we displayed against Bournemouth. Um, we decided to start Lockardia. Um, we also decided to drop to a 4-3-3 um, and play Gross a lot more um, in, a, in a flat bank of three. And for the first half, I thought it worked really well. Um, we had more shots than they did. We had more possession than they did for a lot of it. Um, I thought we handled it really well. Uh, Lockardia looked great. Um, Solly March was on his right hand side which I've been saying for a while looked definitely his superior spot um, and Done was hungry Besuma looked great on the ball uh, Gross looked like he wasn't comfortable being so far back but you know it was what it was um, and for the most part I, I wouldn't be upset to see it again away from home um, I think that we're getting a lot of unfair criticism today um at the end of the game saying that we are crap away from home we can't do anything useful we never get a win we never do well um i'm not sure what game they were watching out there but we played pretty well <laughs> for the first three minutes uh, for the first four, 45 minutes i thought we were by far the better team and uh prior to the to the sending off and the second goal i thought we were well in it and Honestly, if we would have scored one, which wasn't out of the question, I, I wouldn't have been shocked to see us win it. Um, I think we need to just re like kind of respect the fact that Chris Hewton tried something a little bit different against a team we historically are awful against uh, in terms of them really being a bogey team. And, you know, accept that it could be a lot worse. Last year when we were losing away from home, we were losing without a single hope in hell of even getting a shot on target. Um, today we were we were genuinely unlucky not to do more um, and I think we need to just kind of relax a little bit I, I think it's very unfair the criticism that he got today on Twitter and I know that the game had not long been done and people were obviously feeling very passionate about the subject but let's just keep calm um, it could be a lot worse I thought it was good today barring the sending off and, and any, everything after the sending off really um, but there are reasons to be cheerful so story number four um, 
I think absolutely has to be uh, Lockardia. Um, Jurgen Lockardia, for me, I'd been a long, long-time supporter of him. Everybody knows that who's listened to the podcast in the past. Um, it's not a secret that I wanted him to succeed, thought he'd had a rough time of things really with us, and we really hadn't given him um, the tools to succeed. However, today, um, he gets to start, which surprised me in the first place. I didn't think he would ever start for us again, but he did. Um, and he started on the left, which historically has been a really poor position for him. And for me, um, at least for the first 45 minutes, I thought he got, I thought he really quietened down after that. But for that, for that first 45 minutes, I thought he was superb, honestly. Um, his passing was very crisp. It was really accurate. It was... He sent a couple of really dangerous balls into the box. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was really impressive, and I'm. I'm kind of shocked, but pleased because if he can continue to show this kind of form, then maybe he isn't an obvious offload in January. Um, I thought he was definitely worth talking about as a story all and all in in and of itself because he uh, he really surprised me and I, I from looking at Twitter and from looking at uh, Facebook and Instagram it looks like he was a surprise for you guys too um, so I mean we'll see what happens with him in the future but I think it's it's kind of reminded us that it's not too late for him to come back into the team and do something useful so we'll see what happens there it was it was an interesting performance from him today and certainly not a bad one um, and it looks like the 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 shot from Bissouma, um, I said it looked like Lockardier had blocked it on the line, but it appears, according to other people, a lot of people came to me displeased with that analysis. Um, and it looks like it was actually just uh, not going in anyway, and it hit Lockardier, so it is what it is. Um, sorry, Jürgen, I didn't mean to upset your fans. Um, story number three is Dunk. Lewis Dunk has got a nice Christmas off. Um, we will not be seeing him again until Saturday. I believe two yellow cards is a one-match ban. Um, thank God it wasn't a straight red. I believe it was a two, it's a one-match ban. Um, obviously, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think it's that. And uh, he will now be off for Boxing Day at home to Arsenal, which is um, really an incredible chance to get a result against a better, better club because we're at home. Um, and it's really disappointing to see it happen. Uh, I know a lot of the thoughts on the commentary when I was watching the game today. Uh, they thought that Mike Dean had made a mistake in booking Dunk instead of Bissouma, but it looks like he did book Dunk for lunging in shortly after the Bissouma challenge. Um, just unfortunately and unsurprisingly, Mike Dean isn't exactly the best at... Um, being thorough and being clear about what he's doing um and much more about the theatrics which you know when you see things like that take place you kind of just take it because it's mike dean and you accept that whenever he's refing a game um he's kind of 30 percent of the attraction for himself um nobody else and you just have to kind of cope with the fact that he'll be acting like an idiot all game um so yeah, Lewis Dunk has got himself sent off. Really disappointing. Um, I really don't think that he played particularly well today um, compared to his usual standard. And to cap it off with a red card right before Shane Duffy's due back was poor. Really poor. Um, I hope he rests up and enjoys his Christmas. I hope he has a nice boxing day uh, while the boys are slaving away at the Amex for thousands upon thousands of pounds. Um, I know it's a hard life they have. 
and uh, we'll see what happens with him. I'm sure he'll walk straight back into the side because he is obviously a fantastic centre-half and I would rather have him over Balogun, despite the fact that Balogun has played incredibly well, um, barring that one pass against Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Duncan Duffy together against Everton. Um, sadly, it's not Arsenal. Moving on to story number two, Red Cards. The Albion and Red Cards name a more iconic duo in the month of December. Um, Dale Stevens sent off, Shane Duffy sent off, Lewis Dunk sent off. All in pretty rapid succession. Um, um, and when we don't get a man sent off, they, they, the opposition does. <laughs> um, prior to that, we hadn't had a single sending off all season. Um, and it had been pretty good disciplinary-wise. Um, so this flurry of red cards, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's a case of um, the Albion are struggling with this change in tactics that Hutton is going for in making us more of an attacking outfit. Um and we're more commonly being caught on the counter-attack, and that's causing uh, red cards, which really is where all of them came from. Um, that's not true, actually. Shane Duffy was just an idiot. Um, but for the other two, really, they came from uh, stopping breakaways and really just being ill-disciplined um, when lunging in. So, yeah, I think that... Um, I think it may just be growing pains in uh, adapting to this way that Hutton is trying to evolve the team and I think that it's impossible for anybody to say he's not trying to evolve the team. Um, we haven't seen Glenn Murray start a game um, for a while instead of Andone. Uh, in terms of those two, Andone seems to definitely be the number one pick right now. Um, and probably for the, and probably correctly, I don't I don't have any problems with that decision. I think he's an incredibly talented striker and I'm delighted by it. Um, but I think that I think it's growing pains. I think that we are definitely changing the way we play, and I think we're definitely changing our mentality um, against teams pretty much not in the top six. And I think that it's it's lending itself to these these stupid cynical yellow cards we're giving away and then sending offs. Um, so we'll see how that evolves, especially through January and February, if we keep with this. Uh, did I say Febu February? Jesus. Um, Especially with the way we uh, continue to grow if we if Hutton decides this is the way he wants to grow the team, and I think he should because we need to be more attacking. Um, and the number one story of the week, uh, simply because, and the only reason I put it at number one is because it segues to the end of the podcast, um, and that's Arsenal. Uh, we play Arsenal on Saturday, on Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday? We play we play them on the 26th. Um, my days are all mixed up with this Christmas period. Um, so yeah, we play Arsenal on Boxing Day, the 26th. Um, we're at home, and we have previously had quite the game against them last year at home. I think it's a very different Arsenal side that are coming to the Amex this week. Um, Unai Emery has really got them playing some great football. Uh, Aubameyang is in the form of his life against uh, against everybody right now. Um, I mean, he's even got Ertzil playing quite well. So, you know, I think it's definitely going to be a real tough slog. I think we probably have a better chance against them than we do against Chelsea because there's still that real defensive frailty about Arsenal. Um, and it's really going to be a choice of how we decide to set our stall out. Um, I think... What I think the 11 is going to be um, is going to be Matt Ryan in goal. Um, not sure whether this will be his last appearance or whether Everton will be. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sorry, Everton, West Ham. 
one or two. I'm not sure how soon it is that Matt Ryan goes. Um, it may be West Ham that he actually is his last game. We'll see. Um, Montoya should stay at right back, I think. I think not only because he has played pretty well and really hasn't played himself out of the side, I think also because Bruno is going to really struggle against Aubameyang. Um, Duffy and Balogun at centre-half because we really don't have much choice. Um, Bernardo at left-back. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to pick Bong simply because he's going to want to play one of those wingers out of the game. Um, but I would prefer to see Bernardo because, similarly to Montoya, more so than Montoya, he really hasn't played himself out of the squad. I think he's been fantastic. Um, Solly March on the left because his Kiedo isn't going to be ready, I'm sure, by the time Boxing Day comes around. Uh, Proper and Stevens in the midfield. Um, I think that Stevens will get the nod ahead of Bissouma because I think that Hutton's going to be slightly more conservative. Um, I would prefer to see Bissouma, but I also understand that it's a busy period and he may want to play him against Everton instead to try and show a little bit more uh, impetus against a team we can probably beat easier than we can beat Arsenal. Um, Knockout should definitely be starting on the right. He's been quiet lately, but he really seems to turn up against the big teams. Um, Manchester United... In the last couple of games we played against them, he has really been a shining star, and I think we should get him back on the field for uh, the 26th and get him playing. Um, and Pascal Gross needs to reclaim. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Pascal Gross needs to get back into that number 10 spot that he was comfortable in. Um, I thought he played pretty well against Chelsea and didn't play very well today, and I think that really just. He really just prefers to be in that number 10 pocket, and it's tough for him to adapt to a slightly deeper role um, and I think Glenn Murray starts I think Andoni has run himself into the ground I know he hasn't played a huge amount of games in a row but I would rather rest him um, and maybe bring him on as a sub to scare the crap out of them late on um, but I think he needs to be rested and bring Murray in this weekend this week and possibly play Andone and Murray together on Saturday um, that's the dream we'll see if that happens it was super close to happening for a 20 odd minutes today until Lewis Dunk made that ridiculous maneuver to get himself sent off um, and that is that from me um, we will speak again um, I'll be recording another one at the end of Boxing Day um, please do send any voice clips thoughts, feelings, concerns suggestions, questions um, I'm here for them all uh, whether it's looking back on Bournemouth, whether it's looking forward to Arsenal, whether it's analysing Arsenal's game, whether it's looking forward to the FA Cup third round, whatever it is you want to talk about, I will put your voice clip on this podcast and we will discuss your feelings. So please do not be shy. Um, other than that, that's it from me. Um, have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it. If not, have a wonderful Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday um, prior to the next one. Um, and yeah, Merry Christmas from me. Have a great weekend uh, and be safe. <laughs>